Ash the Buck, Ignore Robert's book, Texas of Peak Blue, Chapter 13. While the donuts were being devoured and Sutch was hunkered down in a corner, refining Ethan's basic designs for Drew's cloak, Drew stepped outside her shop and snipped off any faded blossoms in the whiskey barrel tub of Verbenia and Hilltrop beside the front door. The night storm had cooled the air, swept away the dragging humidity, and left the morning fresh and bell clear. The bay was rich blue, still kicking a bit from the turbulence of the night. Boats were already rolling over it. The watermen in their work boats, the vacationers in their rented skiffs, or motorboats shared the water. The summer people who moored their boats and stole time to use them were, were out early. Why waste a minute of a perfect day, Drew mused. In a few months, she'd be able to spend a pretty morning working on Riggy, washing down the deck, polishing the bright look of her own boat. Owning a boat meant a great deal more than casting off hoisting sails and riding the wind. It meant pouring time, money, energy into maintenance, but that, she thought, was part of the pleasure it would be for her. She liked to work. It had been one of the many small self-realizations that had come to her over the years. She liked working, producing, and the satisfaction of standing back and seeing what she'd managed to do on her own. She enjoyed the business and the running a business, the bookkeeping, the supplies, filling orders, calculating profit. It suited her sense of order, just as the nature of her business suited her love of beauty for the sake of beauty. The boat, when it was finished, would be her personal reward for making it all come together. And Seth? She wasn't entirely sure what Seth was. The night she spent with him had been glorious, but like a boat, the relationship with him would never all, would never be all smooth sailing and there was bound to be maintenance. Just where they... Just where would they be, she wondered, if the wind that had carried them to this point stalled on them. What would they do if they ran into a serious storm, or ran aground, or simply, as so many did, found the excitement draining from the ride? And she wished she could do more, no more than enjoy the moment without looking ahead for problems. Her intrig he intrigued her and challenged her. He aroused her and amused her. He stirred her up stirred up feelings in her no one had not even she was fortunate the man she nearly married she was drawn to his solid sense of self his honesty and his ease and she was fascinated by the hints of turbulence and passion and she saw bumble and just under the surface of that ease he was she believed the most compelling man she'd ever met he made her happy. Now they were lovers, and she was already looking for the trouble ahead. Because if he didn't look ahead, she reminded herself, he ran straight into those problems and sank. She carried the little shears back inside into the storeroom, where she put it on its place on the shelf. She wished she could talk to someone, another woman, about the thrill and anxiety running so fast inside her. She wanted to be able to sit down with a friend and have a silly conversation where she could ramble on about everything she was feeling, about how her heart started to flop around when he smiled at her, how it raced when he touched her, how scary and wonderful it was to be with someone who liked and accepted her for who she needed to be. She wanted to tell someone that she was falling in love. None of the women in her previous circles of her would understand, not the way she needed to be understood. They would be interested, certainly, even supportive, but she couldn't imagine telling any of them how he'd bitten the nap of her neck and have 
them grown and sigh and envy. And that's what she wanted. She couldn't call her mother and tell her she'd had the most incredible sex of her life with a man she was stumbling into love with. It just wasn't the kind of conversation either of them would be comfortable having. Though her instincts told her there was nothing she could say to shock Aubrey, and she was dead certain she'd get the exact reaction she was looking for from her new friend, Aubrey's connection to Seth made that possibility just a bit too sticky. So she was on her own, Drew supposed, which was exactly where she wanted to be in the first place. But now that she had something to share, now that she felt her life shifting under her feet, there was no one to reach out to. It was her own doing, she admitted. She could either live with it or begin to change it. Opening up meant more than taking a love. It meant more than dipping a toe into the waters of a new friendship. It meant work. So she'd work. The bells on the front door jingled, signaling her first customer of the day. Drew squared her shoulders, proving she could remake her life once she could do it again. Prepared to be more than polite and efficient chorus, she stepped out of the storm with a warm smile. Good morning, how can I help you? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm just going to look around. Help yourself. It's a glorious day, isn't it? We walked over to Tropical for the front door. Two gorgeous to be closed in. Are you visiting St. Chris? That's right, said. Taking a nice little vacation. I picked the perfect time. Drew ignored her Christian of unease at the way she was being sunny. Are you here with you again? Nah, just me. Your foot fingers over the pedals of her arrangement. Capturizing. Sometimes a girl just has to get away on her own, you know? Yes, I do. She didn't look like the type to spend time or money on flowers. She thought she looked hard, edgy, and cheap. Her shorts were too tight, too brief, and her top too snug. When she caught what she thought was a whiff of whiskey along with the woman's full perfume, she wondered if she was about to be robbed. <laughs> then she dismissed the thought. Nobody robbed floors, certainly not in St. Chris, and if the woman had some sort of weapon, it would have to be very, very tiny to be concealed under that outfit, and to judge someone because she didn't care for the style of her dress wasn't the way to begin the new phase of becoming more personable with the rest of it. We're looking for something that you're up your hotel room while you're here. I have a carnation so special this week. They have a nice fragrance, and they're very low maintenance. That might work, you know. You look familiar, and you don't sound like a local. Maybe I've met you before. Do you spend much time in D.C.? You I grew up there. That's got to be it. The minute I saw you, I thought, wait a minute. You're Catherine's daughter. Priscilla. No, no. Drusilla. Drew tried to imagine her mother having any sort of acquaintance with the thin, badly dressed woman who smelled of cheap perfume and whiskey and cursed herself for being a snob. That's right. Well, I'll be damned. Gloria planted her hands on her hips, made her smile large and friendly, done her research. What the hell are you doing down here? I live here now, so you knew my you know my mother? Sure, sure. I worked on several communities with Kathy. I haven't run into her a while. I guess it's been three or four years. Last time I think it was a fundraiser for literacy. Book and Arthur Diner at the Shoreham. The event had been written up in the Washington Post with enough detail in the archives Gloria had looked up online to make her claims no. How is she? And your father? No, Drew thought she wasn't a snob. She was simply a good judge of character, but she spoke even. They're both very well. Thank you. I'm sorry. I didn't even get your name. I'm Glow. Glow Harrow, she said using her mother's maiden name. Out of a small world, huh? Seems to me the last time I talked to Kat, you were engaged. She was over the moon about that. Guess it didn't work out. No, it didn't. Well, men are like buses. Another one always comes along. You know, my mother's friend with your grandfather. 
and that was true enough, though. Quina would have been more accurate. The senator, he just keeps trucking along. A regular institution. He's an amazing man. Tears spoke coolly now. Gotta admire him, man. Him, a man his age, still acted the way he is. And you figure with the family money, he never had to work a day in his life, much less dedicate himself to politics. Tough area, even for a young man, the way people like to sling mud to these states. People have always sung mud. My family's never believed that financial advantages means letting someone else do the work. Gotta admire that, like I said. My man walked in, who bit down on a rising irritation and told him, Good morning. Hi, hey, don't mind me. Just finish what you're doing. I'm not. Would you like to look around some more, Miss Hart? No, she spent more than enough time in the vision. Why don't I take a dozen of those? What was one special? Carnations. You adjusted to the holding base where she ranked simple sample. You like any specific color? No, no, just mix them up. Before I read the sign on the display and calculated it was cheap enough the price to pay for the up close look. She took out cash, leaving on the counter. Now the contact had been made, Gloria wanted to be gone. She didn't care for the way the guy who came in was watching her and trying to pretend he wasn't watching her. I hope you enjoy them. I already am. Give my best to your mom when you talk to her. Gloria added. She started out. Oh, I will. She returned to her new customer. Some of the temper had been gone to simmer. Leaked out on the face. That time. No, of course not. She readjusted her thoughts. How can I help you? First, I'm Will. Will McLennan. The Aubrey. Oh, you're Aubrey's friend. Seriously cute, Aubrey had said. And with perfect accuracy, you decided as they shook hands. It's nice to meet you. You too. I just got off shift. Figured on swinging by to see Ob. Maybe catch up with Seth before I go home and crash in the dark room for a few hours. The flowers Seth got my girl a few weeks back were a really big hit. Can't let him get an edge on me. What you got that'll knock her out and make up for me working doubles most of the week. How's it going? Just got paid. He patted his back pocket. This guy's the one. And the heck, he's right here. She paused, reconsidered. The morning joke wasn't going to spoil her plans for a more open yourself. Better yet, come on back. If you like what I have in mind, we can sit down. Get off your feet for a few minutes while I put them together. Oh, I look that bad. You look exhausted, suggested him. Go ahead. Have a seat. She told him while she went to refrigerate again. Delivery fresh this morning, she said as she took out a single long stem rose and a cotton cane thing. A dozen of these are guaranteed to knock her out. He sniffed it when she held it. Smells great. Maybe I should make it two, do two dozen. I've had to cancel two dates in the last ten days. Two dozen will put her in a coma. Perfect. And you put them in one of those fancy boxes. Absolutely. Smooth to the work camp. You and your brother are becoming my best customer. He bought out a yellow rose. It was about a week ago. He got himself engaged. Yes, I know. He was... Floating along about six inches above the ground, you and your brother and Seth have been friends a long time. Since we were kids, we'll concurred. I can't believe he's been back a month and I haven't been able to catch up with him. Dan says Seth's been pretty tied up himself between his work, boating, and you. Whoops, no, <laughs> cooking wild flaps as Sorry, tongue gets loose when my brain dead. That's all right. I don't imagine it's a secret. Seth and I are. What? Seeing each other. See the side of. Will did his best to strap me on. Well, if we ever get our schedules in line, maybe the six of us can do something. I'd like that. She laid the roses and baby's breath in the tissue line line. I'd like that a lot. Good. Uh, can I ask you something? The woman who was here before, did she ask on you? Why do you ask? I don't know. Just a feeling. Plus, there was something about her. I think I know her from somewhere. Can't put my finger on it, but it doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? 
I know exactly what you mean. She glanced over at him, who was a friend of Aubrey's, obsessed. The new more open Drew was going to consider him a friend as well. She claimed to know my mother, but she didn't. No one, Drew thought, absolutely no one referred to her mother as Kathy. If it was Catherine, or on a rare occasion, Kate, but never Kathy, nor Cat. <laughs> I don't know what she was after, but I'm glad you came in when you did. You want me to stick around a while in case she comes back? No, but thanks. She doesn't worry me. You called her Haro, if you can say. Doesn't ring any bells, but I know her from somewhere. When I come up with it, I'll let you know. I appreciate it. It was a mistake to call her mother Drew realized immediately, but she hadn't been able to get the morning customer out of her mind. The only way to check out the story was to ask. Her mother had recently told her she knew no one named Glow Haro, though she did know Alura Haro and a former barber Haro. Drew was lured by her mother's cheerful mood and the news that she and Drew's father were reconciled, for the moment at least. But the conversation had soon shot down its usual path. Why didn't she come home for the weekend better for the summer? Why didn't they all spend a few days at the family enclave in Northampton? Reasons were brushed aside, excuses ignored until they hung up. Drew had no doubt her mother was just as irritated and unhappy as herself as she herself was. Reminded her to leave bad enough. Reminded her to leave bad enough alone. But she discovered even that was too little too late when her mother walked into the shop ten minutes before closing. Sweetheart! Catherine threw out her arms as she rushed to the counter and wrapped them like rubs around her. I'm so happy to see you. Just so happy. Mom! Drew patted Catherine's back and hated herself for the desire to pull away. What are you doing here? As soon as we hung up, I realized I just couldn't wait to see you. I miss my baby. Just let me look at you. Catherine is back. When are you going to grow this back? You have such beautiful hair. And here you go around with it chopped off like a boy. You're so thin, you're losing weight. I'm not losing weight. I worry about you. You're not eating properly. You hire some household staff. Mom, I don't want a household staff. I'm eating very well. I haven't lost them out since I saw you last month. You look wonderful. It was available true. She was she wore a beautiful cut pink jacket over pearl gray trousers, both perfectly draped over her figure. She maintained the sculptor's diet and exercise. Oh, I feel like a hag these days. Catherine running in on this mission. No, you don't, because you'd have very keen vision in any number of mirrors. You are so sweet. Did you drive down a little? Henry, she said, referring to her chauffeur. I told him to take half an hour, walk around a bit. It's a charming little town, really, for all day. Yes, it is. Drew kept her voice pleasant. Those of us who live here are very grateful tourists find it as charming as we do. But what do you do? What do you find to do? Oh, don't get angry. Don't get angry. Kathy waved a hand again. She wavered to the front. You're so far away from the city. Everything it offers. Everything you used to, darling. You could live anywhere. Oh, God knows. I'd go mad if you move away any further than you have. But seeing you bury yourself here just touched my heart. I'm not buried in St. Christopher's. It's at the end of the earth. If I wanted... Whatever the city had to offer, I could be there in an hour's drive. I'm not speaking geographically, Drew, but culturally, socially. This area is very picturesque, but you cut yourself off from your life, your family, your friends. My goodness, darling, when's the last time you had a date with an eligible man? Actually, I had one just last night. Really, Catherine Archer broke much as Drew herself was from the What did he do? What did he do? She didn't bother about it. We had pizza and sex. Catherine's mouth opened into a shocking well, my God, Drusilla, well, that's only the issue. I wasn't satisfied with my life, so I changed it. Now I am satisfied. I wish you could be happy for me. This is all Jonah's fault. 
I could just strangle him. No, he's only one minor pebble in the bowl. I don't want to go over and over this again with you, Mom. I'm sorry we don't understand each other. I only want what I only want the best for you. You're my whole world. Truth ends up now. I don't want to be your whole life. I shouldn't be your whole life. Dad, well, of course, your father, God knows why I put up with the man half the time, but we do have 28 years invested in each other. Is that what your marriage is, an investment? How in the world did we get off on such a topic? This isn't all I went, all why I came down here. You love him? You made it much your mother went, of course I do. What a question. However, we disagree, we both have one perfect point of agreement. You are the most precious thing in our life. Now, she leaned over, kissed Drew on both cheeks. I have a wonderful surprise for you. She put hand. Well, run over to your little house right now so you can get your passport. Pack a few essentials. No need for much. We'll take care of the wardrobe when we get where? Paris, it's all arranged. I have this wonderful brainstorm after we talked this morning. Called your father, and he'll be joining us in a day or so. The plane's waiting for us at the airport. We'll spend some time in Aunt Michelle's flat in Paris. Shop, oh, and we'll throw a little dinner party. Then we'll drive south and spend a week at the villa. Get out of the heat and crap. Moms! Then I think you and I should run off and have a nice girls weekend. We never spend any real time together. There's this marvelous ball not far. Mom, I can't go with you. Oh, don't be silly. It's all set. You don't have to worry about yeah. a single detail. I can't go. I have a business run. Really, Drew. Surely you can close down for a few weeks or ask someone to take care of it. You can't let this hobby of yours surprise you of any, even, every bit of it. It's not a hobby. It surprises me of nothing that I can't blindly close down so I can trot all around France. Won't. All right. Won't. Tears playing the captain. Don't you see how much I need to do this for you? You're my baby, my sweet baby. I wear myself sick thinking about you down here. I'm not alone. I'm almost 27 years old. I need to make my life. You, Dad, need to make yours. Please don't cry. I don't know what I've done wrong. Catherine opened her purse, pulled out her dress. Why don't you take a little bit of your time to be with me? I feel so abandoned. I have... I haven't abandoned you, please. When the bells rang, the dream looked over. She said it was desperately. I thought I'd come by before you showed off when he saw the woman sniffling into tears. I'm sorry, uh, I'll come back. No, no! She had to force herself not to leave in front of the door, the blackest path of retreat. She knew nothing would dry mother's eyes up quickly as a social attraction. I'm glad you stopped in. I like you to read my mother, Catherine, with all day. Seth Quinn. Nice to meet you. And you, Catherine gave her water, smile, she has a name. You have to forgive me. I've been missing my daughter, and it's made me overly emotional. Now she tapped out her eyes and began to say, Seth Quinn, the artist. Yes, you can prove brightly now. My heart's work, haven't we, Mom? Very much, very much. My mother and his wife were in Rome last year and fell in love with your painting of the Spanish steps. I was very envious of their fine. And you grew up here, didn't you? Yes, ma'am. My father's here. My family's here. It's so important to remember family. Catherine said with a sorrowful look at Drew. How long will you be here? I live here. Oh, but I thought you lived in Europe. I was staying in Europe for a while. I live here. This is my home. I see. Will you be having a show in D.C. or Baltimore? Eventually. You must be sure to let me know. I'd love to see more of your work. I'd be delighted to have you. Dinner when it's convenient for you. Do you have a card so I can send you an invitation? A card? He <laughs> grinned. Quick and bright, he couldn't help. 
No, sorry, but you can let her know if she knows how to get over it. I see. Now she's getting to well do we'll do a very soon, huh? Sleep and prepare. Your secretary when you get back. She told her mother and nudged her to the door. We'll see you about getting together. Huh? Bongo gosh. Said lifted the hand for a while. Thank you, but I'm not sure I'll be. Mom, go to Paris. Drew gave her a firm kiss on the cheek. Show yourself. Have a wonderful romantic holiday with Dad. Ah. Bye. Out channel. Chanel, send me a postcard. I don't know. I think about it. It was lovely to meet you, Seth. I hope to see you again very soon. That'll be great. Have a good trip. He waited, tapping his fingers on his thigh, as Drew walked her mother out. More like Goose stepped her out, he corrected. Saw so through the window. Her loading Catherine into a cream-colored Mercedes sedan with a uniform driver, reminding him of a small point he forgot. Drew's family was loaded. Easy enough to forget it even. She didn't live rich. She lived normal. When she came back in, she locked the door and leaned back against it. Oh, sorry. What? For using you to window out of a very uncomfortable situation, one of friends for Moved up to her, tapped her chin with him. Do you want me to tell you why she... You want to tell me why she was crying and you looked so miserable? She wanted me to go to Paris. Just like that, she had a look at her hands and let them draw. She made, made all the arrangements without asking me and then they drove down here, expecting me to leap with joy, rush out, and pack a bag and go. I guess some people would have. Some people don't have a business to run, she snapped. Some people haven't already been to Paris more times than they can count anyway. And some people don't like to have their lives neatly arranged for them as they were still eight years old. Sugar. Because he could feel a vibrate with angry frustration. Well, the thing is, I didn't say you should have, but that some people would have. Got you wound up, didn't she? She nearly always does. And I know she doesn't actually mean to. She really thinks she's doing it for me. They both do, and that makes it worse. She makes assumptions and shouldn't make makes decisions for me she no longer has the right to make. Then I hurt her feelings when I don't go along. It makes you feel any better. I got ringed by Cam this morning because I haven't been around and forgot to do some stuff I said I'd do. True angle. Did he cry? You might have gotten a little misty. Okay, no. He said earlier from her laughter. But we were on the verge of punching each other and we still broke it up. Well, I can't hardly hit my mother. Did you work it out with your brother? Yeah, we're okay. I need to go by and travel to Anna for a while, but I thought I'd drop off the boat design. He nodded toward the large folder and he said, Oh, press your fingers. Can I look at it later? I need to close up or I'll be late for my class. Yoga. Oh, yeah. You shouldn't miss that. Are we still on for night. Do you want me to be on for do you want to be home for tonight? I've, think. I've been thinking about you all day. About being with you. <laughs> I suppose I might have to give you a passing thought. No, I've been pretty busy in here today. So I hear Will came out of the boatyard and nearly gave Abba a heart attack with the forest of roses. Did <laughs> she like them? She got gooey, and it's not easy to make Abba gooey. Aubrey gooey. Will, on the other hand, looked dead on the sweet after he's got to be seriously stuck on her to come by. Here, buy flowers, give them to her when he looked like he hadn't slept for weeks. I liked him and his brother. You're lucky enough friends that go back to childhood, don't you? Not really. In any case, she went on to avoid something. I have yet another off visit just before he came in. Some woman, she continued as she cashed out, locked up her cash for a day. She claimed to know my mother, but once she started talking, I knew she did. Not only from what she said, but how she looked. That sounds a little snobbery, but it's just logic. How does she look? Hard, cheap, and not like anyone who's ever worked on a charity community with my mother. She was pumping me, filling me out. She said, not that unusual when you come from an influencer. 
influential family. I was asking, what did she say? What did she do? Nothing much. I think she was laying groundwork or something. But then Will came in, brought some carnations, and left. Funny. He said he thought he recognized her from somewhere. And now sickness causes her. Should she tell you her name? Mm, yes. Drew took a look last night's round, gathered a person. Harrow. Well, Harrow. I really got to get moving. Mm. She stopped short, surprised when his hand clamped down on her. If she comes in here again, I want you to call me. Why? She's just some woman open to call me out of some money or an introduction to my grandfather. Believe me, I've handled that sort of thing all my life. I want you to promise me. I mean, if she comes in here, you go in the back, you pick up the phone, and you call me. She started to tell him she didn't need protection, but there was a fire and urgency in his voice that every home nonsense. That's all right, I promise. End of chapter 13.